cybersecurity leaders are seeing unprecedented outreach and collaboration from federal agencies like CISA, NSA, and the FBI. You'll often hear the phrase, cyber is a team sport, with the acknowledgement that working together is the best way, perhaps the only way, to meet the challenge of the threats we're seeing. David Ring is Section Chief of the FBI Cyber Engagement Intelligence Section and FBI Cyber Division. I caught up with him at the RSA conference. Yeah, so, you know, as the Bureau and Cyber Division and cyber threats are, have been around for some time, the Bureau's been working them uh, almost since inception. Um, and as we matured our investigative capabilities and built our investigations out, worked more with government partners, um, it, it evolved over time as we, you know, slowly come to realize that um, we can't do this without private sector or without industry, right? Like private sector sees the threats before we do most times. Um, we're relying on reporting, certainly when it comes to cyber criminal events. Um, and in the past few years, that's grown significantly. We've evolved over the past 10 years or so in our private sector engagement program, going from building relationships one-on-one based on victim engagements or opportunities that we've got into really a strategic approach to identifying the right partners um, and engaging with them. So where do we stand right now in, in terms of what the FBI brings to bear uh, with the, the cybersecurity challenges? Sure. Um, FBI brings a lot to bear against the threat. Um, of course, we work very closely with our critical partners in government, NSA, Cybercom, uh, CISA, um, to bring a whole-of-government approach to the broader threat environment because, again, cyber is a team sport, right? We hear that a lot, and, yeah. and that's a mantra for the Bureau as well. Um, our goal is to ensure that all of the resources that the federal government has are brought to bear against the threat in you know, working with private sector. It's critical that we bring those resources in as well and that we're engaged early on. I'm an old CT guy, right? So I'll use CT <laughs> language. We, we try to go left to boom with yeah. these companies and identifying avenues where, where we can share, two-way sharing of substantive information, intelligence, um, that can point us in the right direction or we can point them in the right direction, either one-on-one -on -one or more broadly. What do you say to, to folks who may find themselves, I'm thinking particularly of those small and medium-sized businesses who may not think that they are up to the level where FBI engagement really makes sense. Can, can we? Is that something you're looking to get past? It sure is. Um, and frankly, like when you look at the victim space, those small and medium companies are really where the victim space is, right? Because they don't have the same resources that these giants have. And of course, we need to work with very large corporations, companies, infrastructure providers every single day to make sure that we're working the threat effectively. But um, from a day-to-day -day approach, we have to identify who our most systemically important partners are, right, in, 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 the, in the private industry space. And so those companies aren't always the huge ones that everybody thinks about. Yeah. When we talk about some sensitive national security projects, we talk about COVID vaccine development and things like that. These are, these are sometimes some smaller, certainly medium-sized companies are, are very involved. Um, there are all sorts of sizes of managed service providers out there that we need to identify and go out and, and have those conversations with at the field office level. FBI's got 56 field offices across the country. Um, that's part of our value proposition in, in, in working with private sector and countering cyber threats. Um, we're a deployed workforce across, across the country um, and frankly across the world uh, where we can have a technically trained cyber agent on somebody's doorstep in a very, very short time frame. Um, we're talking hours versus days um, in order to work with that organization and if it's 
incident response or they're dealing with an incident or it's just, hey, we've identified that you guys are working on something that's really critical. If, you, if that information was potentially disrupted or, uh, or stolen, there's a national security implication, there's a public safety implication. We need to be out there with you and working through kind of those threats and we can work with you to identify where some of those vulnerabilities lie. Should folks be reaching out to their field offices, you know, ahead of time? We, we always talk about how the when you're in the chaos of actually in the midst of being, you know, in incident response, that that's the the worst time to be trying to create new relationships. Is the is the agency open to that as well? Yeah. So that so we encourage that. Um, yeah. When folks ask me or really anybody uh, in the bureau when it comes to cyber, you know, what's the best case scenario as far as building a relationship with the FBI? We want that relationship before you're in. You're having your worst day. And listen, like what I'd say is. We're at our best when you're dealing with your worst day. That's kind of what the Bureau does. We work with people on the worst day of their lives or their professional lives, oftentimes in this, in this threat environment. But we want to have that relationship first. We want you to have in your phone somebody at the FBI field office near you that you pick up and call. And even if that's somebody, hey, I, you know, they're saying, I don't deal with that. That's not my threat area. They can immediately get you in contact with the right person and get them there in whatever means that organization prefers, right? And so... If we have a if, if the FBI is part of your incident response plan, you're you're already at an advantage. I'll even say, you know, if a company is building the FBI into the incident response plan and they're having an exercise or a scenario based you know um, threat exercise, we'll we'll participate in it. That local point of contact in your field office, reach out to them. That's part of what we're what we're trying to do in our engagement process. It's really interesting to me to see. I I, I guess what I describe as a real. A shift in approach for organizations like the FBI. We're seeing it with CISA as well, with the outreach, even NSA, the outreach to the community. Things aren't as insular as I think people thought they were. And uh, I wonder, you know, people might have had the, this notion of the kind of the big, bad three-letter agencies, um, but it doesn't, it shouldn't be that way. I mean, these resources are for folks to take advantage of. Yeah, I think that there's, um, and it's a, it's a, uh, stigma that we're, or a stereotype that we're trying to get away from. Yeah. You see, you know, in TV and movies, the FBI braid jackets, they're kicking down doors, they're carrying <laughs> stuff out of a right. building, they're putting up crime scene tape, and most organizations don't want that type of presence out there when they're dealing with this. Um, that's not what the FBI does when we respond to a cyber incident. We take the cues from the victim organization, the targeted entity, and say, hey, let's have a phone call. We have questions that we, that we are going to ask that's going to help us understand what you're dealing with. And hopefully we can provide information that we have obtained via our investigations um, and our, our work with uh, intelligence community partners and other government partners that can help you deal with the situation that you have, right? So our goal is to get away from that big, scary, three-letter government agency um, stereotype that sometimes exists out there and say, no, we're, we're truly here to help. I know that that's uh, an overused term. Hey, we're yeah. the FBI, we're here to help, but we truly are. Um, and, you know, we're going to engage as, you know, um, in a, as minimalist of a way that that organization needs, right? So we're not going to be rolling up in 20 black Suburbans and people pouring out and, and making a big show of it. Right, we're not going right. to walk out of the building with your servers, right? We're, we're there to, to facilitate, assist, and inform rather than um, be disruptive. What's your advice uh, for folks who are looking to start that relationship, to, to make that introduction? What's the best way for them to go about doing that? Yeah, so um, the best way is at the, local, at the most local level possible, right? So again, 
56 field offices and hundreds of smaller sub offices that we call resident agencies across the United States. Work with your local contacts. It's, it's out there. It's on the internet. You can reach out to your local field office. Have that initial outreach. Look into InfraGuard programs. InfraGuard is a public-private sector partnership that the FBI works with at every field office. They have their own chapters. It's a, it's a method to get through the door and start talking to your local FBI contacts. We have multiple agencies in field offices on cyber task forces um, where, you know, you've got local police, state police, um, other U.S. government agencies like Secret Service and others working together. If you've got a contact in those organizations, they can feed you into the FBI as well. Um, but the best thing to do is pick up the phone or, or, or pull up the email and reach out to your local FBI field office, and we'll reach back out to you and we'll start developing that, that relationship. Oftentimes, that relationship blossoms. They feed us, feed folks back in to my, my team here at headquarters where we can engage at a, at a more national strategic level as well. Hmm. Can you give us some insights uh, as sort of the, the spectrum of services that the FBI is capable of providing? Yeah, sure. So um, when it comes to combating cyber threats in the United States, domestically especially, the FBI um, is the lead investigative agency for, uh, for those efforts. Um, we've got not just an a incredibly talented and, and um, strong cadre of special agents in our field offices, who uh, many of whom are technically trained and can uh, respond uh, to a cyber incident, speak the same language that some of your third-party incident responders are speaking, but also can bridge that gap between you know um, outside counsels that are there, your inside counsel, your C-suite. Um, we, we, we try to speak as many languages as possible so that we can engage on all those levels. Um, but we've also got thousands of intelligence analysts working a number of threats, including cyber threats, who can interface with the intelligence community, bring information in, and enhance what we're collecting with, uh, with that other information. That oftentimes, as we build our investigations, we can feed back to organizations to help them. But also, we're putting that information out in things like our private industry notifications, our PINs, our flash reports, which are more technically uh, driven reports that we can provide IOCs and TTPs for different organizations that we're investigating. And we work really closely with CISA and other partners to put out cybersecurity advisories, CSAs jointly. Um, You've seen probably a lot of those come out, especially around Russia, Ukraine. Right. We're working with those agencies to put content on uh, stopransomware.gov or in the shield, scissors.gov uh, slash shields up. We've also got ic3.gov, the Internet yeah. Crime Complaint Center, which is a resource where you can go obtain all these reports that we're putting out. We also have computer scientists data uh, and data analysts that are working together with our threat teams, with our investigative teams, to be able to better enrich the information that we're investigating and, and, and identify some of those things that help us get to the next level and connect the dots. Um, I just want to point out, uh, we, we also have a cyber action team, a CAT team, the FBI, rapid response technical investigative team that we can deploy nationally. It's hosted here in Cyber Division, and these are some of the most highly trained uh, uh, cyber threat uh, folks that we have in the entire bureau that we can deploy across the country to deal with significant incidents. Hmm. You know, it, it also strikes me, I mean, something that I hadn't really considered is that the, the information, or the, it's a mutually beneficial thing because as the FBI is able to get data from the folks out there in industry, that helps inform the whole picture of national security as well. You know, at the end of the day, um, if you're dealing with a cyber incident, right, and you've got a major ransomware attack or even potentially worse, right, some nation state activity on your systems, doesn't do any good to withhold that information in that 
our goal is to be able to take that and help hopefully help others not not end up in that same situation right? right like there's there's significant benefit to sharing one there's benefit individually to you and hopefully we can come back with some information that can help you deal with it um oftentimes most times we can um but even for that kind of greater i mean again we say it a lot right you know um uh, cybersecurity is national security, right? Like that, that means something. There's a, there's national security and public safety aspect to these incidents. And if you can feed that information back to FBI or to CISA, you know, I'll say when we get a report of an, of an incident that's ongoing, our first call is going to be to our CISA counterparts. Mm. If CISA gets reported, uh, get something reported to them, their first call is going to be to FBI. So we can work that together. Sharing that information does truly benefit our broader national security and public safety uh, uh, mission. Yeah. So if someone finds themselves the unfortunate victim of, of something like this, what's the first step? I mean, what's, what's the contact point? Yeah, sure. Um, what we say all the time here is report the compromise, right? That's our message out to our partners um, across private sector. If, if you're hit with a cyber incident, you have to report it to us so that we can we can actually do something about it and hopefully assist you and others long-term. Um, so how do you do that? I think that oftentimes complicates things. There are so many you know ways to report things across the U.S. government, especially, right. and more and more seem to be coming up uh, when it comes to cyber incidents. So the first thing that we would say every single time have that contact at your local field office that you can reach out to. That one-on-one contact with somebody in your in your locality that they where they can they have a relationship ideally with you already, and even if they don't, they're nearby, right? Like we can bring our the the uh, tools that we have right to you because we're already there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, having that that field office level contact is is critically important. If you don't have that, we have a 24-7 uh, cyber watch center called SciWatch. Um, you can report that information to SciWatch. Their information is out there available for both email and phone. Just reach out to SciWatch, provide that information, um, and, and then that'll, they'll then process it and send it to the right field office. Uh, and if all else fails, uh, we always have IC3.gov. You can go to IC3.gov, file a complaint, um, and, and submit that in 24-7. That's David Ring from the FBI. 